Hi there! I'm Dave Holmes and welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture. Because it is the thing that bummed us out the least in the last year and a half. Now back in the before times, capitalized B, capitalized T, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now, teaming up with another person who is not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal, definitely frowned upon, more frowned upon even than trying to launch your own billionaire ass into space. So for now, it is one comedian against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been saving in their notes app in isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. That title automatically gives a person's opinion on, let's say, just how genderqueer Loki really is more weight than a civilian's. Let's get into it. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our comics. For the first time in ages, our two teams are in the same room with one another. This is a real breakthrough. I'm not with them. We'll get there. We'll get there soon. Let's meet them. Our first contestant is a comedy writer, part of the long-running sketch comedy podcast, Left Handed Radio. It's Adam Bozarth. Hello. Hello, Dave. How are you? It's so great to be here. I'm wonderful. How are you? You know, okay. The world is thawing and things are, things are beginning to feel normal so quickly that it's startling. Do you feel mm-hmm. me on that one? Yeah, oh, yes, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. We went on a hike without the mask after that mask mandate went down that you uh-huh. could be outside without a mask, and yeah. that, was, that was the first time it was like, oh, this is normal again. Yeah. I don't, I feel good, I'm outside, Right. It's not depressing, yeah. and it's it. This doesn't feel obligatory. Yeah, it feels like I'm actually exercising for fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's nice. I had dinner with friends the other night. It was really weird. Like I loved it, but I did like get you know when somebody would walk outside and get a little close. I did I did jump a little bit. We're gonna get there though. We're on the road to normal. Our second contestant is sitting right next to our first contestant. She's a writer and improviser and. Uh, unbelievably also a part of left-handed radio it is anna rubinova hello hi dave how are are you you Uh, you know i'm i'm wonderful you heard everything that just happened because you're sitting right next to i'm in the same room yeah 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 how's your end stage pandemic going um uh unsurprisingly similarly to adam's because we've been partnered in everything for the last 13 years Uh we forgot our anniversary uh-huh. recently we both oh. just forgot that we had been together for that long because it's too long it is yeah <laughs> after it's like with regular age like after 21 they just run together but right. for relationships it's about after 10 okay yeah perfect yeah yeah i'm with so my boyfriend right 14 or 16 i don't know yeah well, I actually who, who cares know. right like yeah. who cares like, yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm happy for you are you mm-hmm. happy for me <laughs> I, I guess we'll see we'll see how you work together <laughs> You know, I mean, I haven't I haven't fully given this relationship my seal of approval. Let's see (laughs) how well you work not only together, but against one another. There will be opportunities for you to do both of those things. Today we are rivals. Today you are rivals. 
And you are also um, showcasing your relationship for me. So a winner will be crowned and also my verdict on the future of your relationship (laughs) will be. Wow. Will be officially. This is the the highest stakes of troubled waters. I imagine. I I, I can't imagine them being any higher. I really can't. Um, Okay. okay. And at the end, if we, if we don't win your approval, do we have to break up? I mean, here's the thing. It's going to be in the back of your mind for the rest of your life. So is it now or is it later? I mean, I, I don't think you have to, but I okay. just do think, you know, choose the path of least resistance. Is my, is my, uh, that's my feeling, but do, do your thing. Listener, you have met the players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week, pop culturally speaking. Players, if you are ready, you will each be given a chance. Actually, whether you're ready or not, you'll each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two. Adam, what you think? I am surprised that I'm not seeing more people talking about uh, the new trailer for The Eyes of Tammy Faye okay. with Jessica Chastain. Okay. This is because um, you have not been around me for the last 24 hours. But Yeah, that is true. I have not <laughs> yeah. been around you. We're not in the mm-hmm. same pod. And mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, it's going to scratch that Righteous Gemstones itch for me. Uh-huh. Um, there's, the, there's also just... Young actors in old age makeup. It's just, mm, yeah, something about it. Jessica Chastain hits the nail on the head from what we have seen so far. I mean, Mm -hmm. she does, she does the drag queen element. She does the human element. It's going to, I'm, I'm very excited. Very excited. I, uh, I am so excited about the cast and the fact that they, (laughs) of all people, Vincent D'Onofrio as Jerry Falwell. Inspired. Inspired casting. Inspired casting. I was expecting to go like, oh, this is going to be so schlocky. It's going to look really stupid. Andrew Garfield is Jim Baker. This look, I actually want to see this movie so much. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I am very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, Okay. The Eyes of Tammy Faye trailer. Uh, Anna, what you got? So um, as an elder millennial, Uh um, I grew up in the age of Space Jam. And I know a lot of people are talking about the new Space Jam trailer. Yeah. Um, But they're not talking about um, Yosemite Sam's use of gun violence. Mm. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. He's asked to shoot the ball and he shoots it with two pistols. And I think that is appalling. Um, If Bugs Bunny like lit up a cigar in the middle of the trailer, everybody would go wild. They'd be Mm -hmm. disgusted. But... But Yosemite Sam with firearms, yeah. not I, so much. I mean, they got rid of Pepe Le Pew, right? Yeah, they got uh-huh. rid of Pepe Le Pew. Pepe yeah. Le Pew is canceled, but guns, more. More, more guns, everywhere. please. Shooting wow. a ball. Who needs it? Um, fucking my dog. Um, I, okay, <laughs> so the last movie that I saw in a movie theater was Cats. Uh, I feel like the only poetic way to end lockdown is mm. for my first movie to be Space Jam. Okay. Right? Don't because, you think? Because of the digital fur connection? Because of the digital fur connection, because of the the high potential for secondhand embarrassment, um, <laughs> for the, you know, showing up high and yelling elements, just mm. all of it. I, it just feels right to me. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be something good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye versus Space Jam, A New Legacy. Is it the 2022 Best Picture uh, Oscars nominees? No. <laughs> it is Troubled Waters. Uh, okay, keep your team names, which are Tammy Faye and Yosemite Sam. Sure. Okay. Uh, at the ready <laughs> as we move forward. Let's start this show with a game we are calling Land of the Last. This week, the Disney film Raya, 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 and The Last Dragon dropped down from premium access to be viewable by anyone on the service. So we thought we would play a quick game about the myriad films about the last whatever. We'll give you a clue. You tell us what last thing we're talking about. What movie with the last in the title we're talking about. Have your buzz in words, which again, Tammy Faye and Yosemite Sam. By the way, I think they'd make a cute couple. Uh, have them ready. Uh, as we go, let's. Number one, a horny horse, or perhaps a single and ready to mingle bisexual gal heads out looking for companions in this 1982 animated classic. Ooh, a stumper. If only you would look at me. I'm literally giving the horny horse. Horny, oh, the, ah, Tammy Faye. Yes. The Last Unicorn? The Last Unicorn is correct. And let the record show, the car alarm is in your place. The dog is. is in mine. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. And all of our windows are closed. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, listen, I get it. Uh, number two, where did my wayward teens go? I know they're not in that house on the right. They're all the way down there across the street in... Ah, uh, Tammy Faye. Yes. The last house on the left. Correct. Correct. Adam, running away with it so far. Uh, number three, Robert Preston appeared in this 1984 film about a trailer park teen who was either very good at a space battle video game or was the final contestant on MTV's Celebrity Deathmatch. Tammy Faye. Yes. The last Starfighter. Yes. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Adam has three points. Anna has okay. a bewildered look on her face. But that's okay. It, the, uh, the game is young. Number four. Okay. The extremely not Japanese Tom Cruise still got to star in this 2003 film. The origin story for the kind of guy in college who definitely uh, has mall katanas on his Sam. wall. I yes, Anna. Yosemite Sam. Okay. Yes. Uh, the last samurai. Correct. She's on the board. Uh, number five. This 2010 horror film about battling someone's inner demons was pretty ambitiously named considering there was a sequel made in 2013. Demons. Inner demons. Are we trying to work together on this one? What are you doing? See, I don't I'm, know that they figured I'm that out. I'm talking it out. Sorry. Maybe that was a mistake. Okay. Um, inner demons. I got a clue now too, inner demons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the last... Demons. The last demons. Can we both <laughs> say the last demons? Well, you did, but you're wrong. So oh. you know, decide for yourself whether you can. It's the last exorcism. Oh. The last exorcism. Oh. All right. Number six. Uh, despite having all the elements of a good story, M. Night Shyamalan's live action adaptation of a popular animated series just couldn't hang with the best of them. Tammy Faye. Yes. The last airbender. Correct. Well done. And way to make it look like facially like you weren't 100% certain that that was the answer. I, I was thinking it might have been Air Master or Air Master. Uh, some, 
Yeah, that's that sounds like a, a wind twister. Yeah, last like wind a, twister. I would see last that. wind twister. I would see the hell out of that. Number seven. If you went to see this Jeff Bridges Sybil Shepherd movie after the box office closed, you'd be pretty disappointed to have missed that that night's final screening of. Want to say uh, the last Purple Rose of Cairo? Oh no, no, no the last picture show. Yes, Did I shouldn't give that to you, but I'm going to. No, he you didn't shouldn't. say it. Yes, you shouldn't. You absolutely shouldn't reward. Yeah, but his... I did. I did. Oh. I did. Sorry, it's too late. It's written in whiteboard. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh, and finally, this Raya Less 1985 film from Barry Gordy probably is not a prequel, but it definitely does have a kicking soundtrack including DeBarge's Rhythm of the Night. Now see, that is a hint for only myself, and I know the answer. <laughs> uh, Tammy Faye. Yes. The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon is correct. Adam, trust your memory. Don't be so timid. You know these things. Believe in yourself. Let's recap our scores at the end of our first round. Tammy's got yeah. six. Yosemite's got one. And this relationship right now seems rock solid. But we'll see. As we move forward to a round we are calling Summer Blackout. June 20th marks the start of summer, and at least the state of California decided it was the end of COVID. So we thought we would raise a glass to the time-honored tradition of drinking outside on patios while getting slowly sunburned, drinking rosé in the hot, hot sun. Uh, For this next round, we're going to play you a series of songs about sweet, sweet booze. But unfortunately for you, some of the lines did end up blacking out. Uh, We'll play you a clip. We'll remove the line of the lyric that references a drink. You buzz in and tell us what that adult beverage was. So if, for example, you heard... You would answer... Margarita. Yes! That was just, that was a demonstration. So we can't give you any points on that one. Demonstrations are worth... Six points? It, it turns out that they are actually worth no points at all. And I'm very sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. Number one. So bring me to Vinicola. I want one for each hand. Let's set the sail with the oh, we'll never leave dry land. Who are we setting sail with in that Garth Brooks song? Oh, Tammy Faye. Yes. Captain Morgan? Captain Morgan is correct. Well done. I agree. Uh, well done, Adam Bozarth. One of the few that pirate is themed... That is really good detective work, because you had to go in and, and figure out what's in a pina colada. Mm-hmm. No, no, it no? was pirate-themed booze, is what I was thinking. Or, oh. or sailor. It was either yeah. him or Admiral Nelson. Oh, in Admiral my mind, Nelson it was like gin. coconut, sure. pineapple, rum. Rum yeah. means. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just didn't get there. Yeah. You're just overcomplicating it, I think. Uh, okay, point to you. Uh, number two. Well, Portland, Oregon, and f- That ain't love. Then tell me what is a huh. All right. Loretta Lynn's Portland, Oregon. Uh, Yosemite. Yes. Beer. Yes! No. I am going to give you a point, though, just for uh, assuming that Loretta Lynn could sing the word beer for that long. Point to you, why not? I was, I, you know, it, I, at this point, it's a multiple choice test, and I'm mm-hmm. just doing my best. Yep, yep. Well, I'm so just far. Going, Portland equals beer. I know sure. this is a country song. I don't care. I need a point. Yeah, a lot of good microbreweries up there. 
It's not a bad guess. I mean, it's not right, but it's not a bad guess. I know. Uh, okay, number three. There are actually two drinks mentioned in this clip. If you get them, boy, both. If you get them, both, you get three points. What was the real answer? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even. I just assumed that it was such uh, common knowledge in America. Uh, slow gin fizz. Um. Slow gin fizz. I'm afraid. Okay, number three. Yes, I like. Oh, it's Yosemite. Oh, that, no. there's two. I'm not marching to health food. I am into... Okay. What was that second drink? Obviously, you know the first one. I'm not much in health food. I am into... Mm-mm. You can name the first one. I can well, name the... It's pina coladas. But then like pina coladas. I don't think I get... I, Getting I caught get in the rain. Rain. I'm not much into health food. I am into... Mm-mm. He's miming something at miming. me. He's I'm miming opening up a can. Like, <laughs> oh, champagne! 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 We were very you close. Are terrible we were very at close. I am terrible at he miming. He opened up a I'm... beer right in front of me, and I'm supposed to <laughs> deduce that that is champagne. That was yeah. a cork. <laughs> That was yeah. clearly a tab. Ugh. Obvious cork. Obvious cork. Also, I'm not much into health food. I am into beer. It's not that great. <laughs> Would not be that great. Uh, number four. Uh, Yosemite. Yes, Anna. Is it red? Red red wine. It is red red wine. Red red wine, which is an double extra. Red. Yeah, it's a double red wine. Yeah, it's very <laughs> very red. It's very deep red. Yeah, uh, number five. I can now bounce to this. Uh, Yosemite. Gin Ooh, and juice, please. Gin and juice, please. That's how I order it. <laughs> that would have been a much nicer song. Gin and juice, please. Um, by the way. Um, uh, uh, Snoop Dogg has launched his own strawberry gin mm. line. Mm. It's called Indogo, and his PR company sent me a bottle. And if if you just want to feel as though you've been poisoned, um, <laughs> oh, no. reach for Indogo <laughs> strawberry gin. It is uh, I've absolutely. I've never tried uh, Mangria, but I oh, imagine yeah. that is also terrible. Adam Mangria, Adam Carolla's uh, Mangria, Adam Carolla's Sangria for men. Out. Oh, stop. Yeah. This madness. It's sangria for men, Dave. Oh God, yeah. And what is, what's what is more masculine than worrying whether the drink you're enjoying is acceptable for a man to enjoy? Shut up! <laughs> God damn it, drives me crazy. All right, number six. There are two drinks mentioned here as well. Let's listen. Okay, I'll tell you that was bewitched. If that helps at all, probably uh, doesn't. This is a cursed song. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely cursed. You have seven days to live, Anna. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, beer and beer. Ah, very good. That is what we call a callback, but unfortunately, no. Champagne no and Guinness from the song Champagne Ugh. or Guinness by Bewitched. Oh. Yeah. Oh, or Guinness, okay. Champagne, or Guinness. They present you with a choice. Uh, number seven. 
I gotta say, one of the weird side effects of this game is that the beeps are making it sound like curse words. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What is she drinking? She can't even say it on the radio. <laughs> She's drinking fuck. Um, can I tell you this? I have. There's this dumb like workout app that I've been using, and uh, and there's like it'll play like music, but it's only mm. from their server or whatever. And so it's the clean versions of everything. And and mm. the song Yeah by Usher and mm-hmm. Lil John came up. And you know, okay, you know the, the line, if you hold the head steady, I'ma milk the cow, which is disgusting on its own, right? Yeah. Um, they played that line, but they bleeped out the word milk. If you hold the head steady, I'ma the cow. Which is a hundred times worse. Yeah, and, and if you're gonna fuck the cow, Hold that head steady. I thought we all that notice. was the whole point we of all euphemism. Notice. Yeah. Is that you could play it any, yeah. anywhere. Anyhow. Not euphemized um, enough. So what is Chrissy Hind of the Pretenders <sighs> drinking so that she doesn't have to feel ya? It's not it's not a perfect rhyme. Is it Mangria? It's Mangria. <laughs> I'm drinking Mangrelia so I don't have to feel ya. No. Anna? Um Tequila? Tequila, Anna! Tequila! Yay! All right, yes, that was a Tequila by the Pretenders, because if head writer Riley Silverman can play Chrissy Hind, that's what she's going to do. And I agree. And finally, our lightning round, can you name all the drinks named in this clip? Oh, no. Three points per. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Whiskey. Yes. Vodka. Yes. Lager. Yes. Cider. Yes! A clean sweep. Wow. Fantastic. All things Tammy Faye never had in her life. She didn't like it. Not a drinker. No, it's not. It's not godly. That one question no, it's not el- just eliminates all the work that I've done in this mm-hmm. round. Just yeah. completely mm-hmm. erases it. However, this is not a meritocracy. You don't know that. We're halfway through. You don't know what wonders await you in the coming rounds. Let's recap our scores. Tammy has got 19. Yosemite Sam has eight. Honestly, I mean, if we're putting those two actual figures against each other, that's about how I would rank it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to take a little break. Wow. We're right back with more Troubled Waters after this. It is 2021. We're talking about mental health. Good. And that is why we are so excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions. They will match you with a therapist in under 48 hours. And if you're not clicking, you can change. It's very easy. Remember, you do not need a traumatic event to benefit from therapy. Life is hard. Especially in the last year and a half. We have all been through something together, my friends. Um, and it is it is time to sit and talk it out. I promise you will be better off when you do. Maybe you're feeling anxious, depressed. Maybe your stress feels like it's too much to manage. Get yourself some tools to cope and your life will get easier. I swear. Plus, BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy. But it can be just as effective. So, check it out. See if it's for you. 
This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Troubled Waters listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash troubledwaters. That is betterhelp.com slash troubledwaters. The Beef and Dairy Network is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast here on Maximum Fun, and I would recommend you listen to it. But don't just take it from me. What do the listeners have to say? Would I recommend Beef and Dairy Network podcast? Um... No, I don't think I would. Right, let me be very clear about this. Under no circumstances would I recommend this to anyone I've ever met. No, absolutely not. No, I couldn't. I feel quite sick thinking about the things I've heard. Please stop calling me. Please leave me alone. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, available at MaximumFun.org and at all good and some bad podcast platforms. Literally, just leave me alone. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us playing are Adam Bozarth and Adam Rubinova. How are we feeling? Nope. My name is not Adam Rubinova. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm pretty sure it is. Anna Rubinova. Sorry. Anna Rubinova. All right. It is now time for a round. We are calling Stage and Screen. As we slowly, slowly start to maybe, possibly, if we're lucky, exit the pandemic, movie theaters and theater theaters are beginning to open again. So to celebrate, we have mashed up the titles of some famous plays with some famous movies. And you've got to work out what they are. So, for example, if I asked you for the title of William Shakespeare's Tragedy about two women played by Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep who are afraid of losing their youth, so they take a potion that turns them into a Scottish thane, you would say... Macbeth becomes her. Macbeth becomes her. I was like, death becomes Macbeth. I don't get (laughs) it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's rhymey. It's wordplay. It's punny. Puns. You will get the hang of it. Um, And you know what? Just because, why not? It's five points for every correct answer. Yeah, you heard me. Wow. Holy moly. This affects only Christian because he has to do the math. (laughs) Okay. Number one, this work by William Shakespeare sees a group of young lovers run around a forest in June, chased by fairies, and someone from their school wearing a rubber ghost mask and wielding a knife and slicing the fuck out of them. Oh, um... Come on, uh, Come on Adam. Midsummer Nightmare on Elm Street. Rubber ghost mask. Rubber ghost oh, mask. Oh, rubber ghost mask. Rubber ghost mask. Uh, a Midsummer Night's... Scream? That's correct. What? Adam Bozart. It's a pun. It's a it's a pun, See, pun and it's a rhyme. Rhyme Night wordplay. Scream. Oh, yeah. dream. Yeah. Uh, See. But... Yeah. Yeah. But you're getting it. You're getting it. I can feel it. I can feel I it. I almost said a midsummer. I know what you did. A, a midsummer nights. It doesn't work. Mm. No, it doesn't, doesn't work. work. I it thought it was work. one of those. But you got, you know, we can workshop it. Number two, Arthur Miller wrote this tragedy, which follows Willie Loman as he nears the end of his life and remembers his teenage years after he was bitten by a radioactive arachnid. Death of a Spider-Man? Yes! <laughs> oh, yep. She, that's a victory lap. That's yep. a victory lap. A victory lap around the living room yep. for Anna... Rubinova, well done. All right, uh, this might this might be a good one for you too, Anna. You've said this one recently. Tennessee Williams wrote about Blanche, Stella, and Stanley, who were tormented by a horribly scarred man with blades on his fingers who could kill them in their dreams. Oh, uh. 
a nightmare on Elm Street car named Desire? Boom! Yes. Wow. Means yes. That's a mouthful. That's too yes, many words is. to keep in your mind. Well, listen. I didn't say it was going <laughs> to not be a lot of words. Okay. This is troubled waters. It's not easy waters. It's not e- It's not two and three words waters. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't like that show, Anna. I don't it's like that show at all. Waters. No. All right. Number four. Edward Albee wrote this 1996 made-for-TV movie, which reimagined a British franchise for U.S. audiences. It saw an alien use a police phone box to travel through time and space and end up being tormented by a married couple after a New England faculty party. Doctor Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yes! Your triumph is my triumph, Adam Bozarth. <laughs> Honestly, Both of you. When you get it, I feel enemies? it inside. Okay. No. Got it. So uh, when anybody gets a qu- question right, yeah. you feel Yeah, happy. I feel that's, good. That's, I feel good. That's what because makes Dave is, the consummate host. I, there's a high degree of difficulty here. Let's recap those scores after that <laughs> round. Okay. I mean, honestly, this does involve some math. Okay. Okay. It is tightening up. Tammy Faye's like got 34. Odds. Yosemite Sam's got 18. We're going to take another little break. We're going to shake this off. And we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Hi, this is Sarah, and I'd like to tell you about Dr. Game Show. Dr. Game Show is a band of geniuses or nerds or brilliant artists or kids or some combination of all of those who get together to make a show like no other that's family friendly. It's an interactive call-in game show podcast. When I found Dr. Game Show, I found joy. I told my friends and family that if they weren't listening, they were wasting joy. I sent them the episodes that made me laugh until I cried. I played it for them in the car. They laughed too, laughed their butts off, but they still don't listen on their own. So they're wasting joy. And I keep looking for someone to understand me. Maybe it's you. Give Dr. Game Show a listen and find joy. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Anna Bozarth and Adam Rubinova. Uh, Okay, now it is time (sighs) for a round we are calling nine. There's nine of them? Nine. (laughs) Uh, June 25th sees the release of F9, the ninth film in the Fast and Furious franchise. And we have put together a round in honor of that. Not a lot of franchises have made it to nine films. For every James Bond or Star Wars, there is a police academy that's stalled out at number seven, Mission to Moscow. So I'm giving you a chance to right that wrong. I want the two of you to take it in turns to pitch the subsequent films of an unfinished franchise of nine movies. You got to make me want to see these films. You got to build on each other's franchise entries. You got to then collaborate, because it's an odd number, on a ninth film that wraps up all the loose ends of the series and offers me, the viewer, a satisfying closure. Um, okay, okay, so we're going to do it with the Home Alone franchise, okay? The fil- first film saw Macaulay Culkin uh, slapping himself in the face and g- being all screams uh, and mm. fighting off crooks when he was left alone yeah. in his family home in Chicago. Now, Defending see, okay. Defending capitalism. The what? <laughs> Defending capitalism. Defending capitalism. Is- now, it was my understanding when he, like, slapped his little face and screamed, it was because he'd shaved and then put on aftershave and that stings a lot. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. yes. removed of that context, which he had to do for the rest of his life, it, it looked like he was screaming, like, the scream painting. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So was it just 
what ha- what happened? I think he. I yeah. I, I don't. Think he kept I trying to shave his his little whiskers and kept putting whiskers. on aftershave. He just never I didn't learns. get that either. You don't see him shaving. He's just looking in the mirror. Yeah, and I mean, he just does it. He just does it, and it's yeah. Anyway, I remember. I remember him shaving with like yeah, shaving think, cream. I, there, there that, was shaving cream on the face. I want to say. Is okay. there is that a Mandela effect? It could be. It might be. I've never seen Home Alone. Okay, so we have, but we have to sell you on Home Alone seven, eight, and nine. No, three, four, oh. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, because the, the second film, Macaulay Culkin's back and he's fighting off uh, some crooks from a toy store or something like that. I don't know. I didn't see that one either. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We are pretending mm-hmm. the non-Culkin Home Alones do not exist. Don't exist. So, okay. Adam, I see. Um, what is your pitch for Home Alone? Three. Home Alone three. Yes. Kevin's a little older. Well, sure. Little wiser. I'm gonna say he's about fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Difficult age. And Kevin, it's a difficult age. And the family, this time, the parents and the siblings, they're gonna go on a trip and they're like, Kevin, we're actually gonna leave you home alone on purpose this time. Watch the house. Take care of it. You did such a great job the last time. Mm-hmm. But now it's Kevin that's got a little bit of an itch and he breaks into the neighbor's house. Kevin. Because he's like, he's it's a difficult age, right? So right. Kevin is now the new bandit, the new sticky, wet, uh, I'll call him the, let's see, what's another descriptor? Spiky. The spiky band. Yeah, he's got spiky hair because it would have been like 97 or something. I'm sorry, so were, there sticky, were there sticky wet bandits in home? So the, oh, <laughs> so they're first the wet bandits. Oh. Then they're the sticky bandits because oh. they use tape to rob uh, change out of Santa things. I see. Uh, the, okay. the, the Salvation Army bucket. Yeah. But now it's, yeah, the neighbors are, ne- the new neighbors are the reformed wet sticky bandits? Yeah, and they're no longer bandits. The neighbor, the, Kevin the breaks in to see in what they're. Door? The bandits moved in next door. It's part of a work release program for the oh, for the. Right I'm assuming door, the Joliet risky. prison. Yeah, yeah okay. it is very risky. Mm-hmm. Kevin breaks in to see what they're up to, trying to find out if they're going to rob more people. And guess what? They are. And Kevin foils them again. Okay. The end. I like it. The end. Um, okay, so we're seeing some character development here with Kevin in Home Alone Three. Anna, what's your uh, what's your pitch for Home Alone Four? Okay, so uh, Home Alone Three does happen according uh, the way Adam yes. has described it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it turns out that um, Kevin was was wrong. And the, the, the bandits next door were not bandits. They were completely reformed. He has now traumatized them. And so, and, and, and has murdered them. But they have a son. They have adopted a son <laughs> who is now Kevin's age um, from the first movie. From the first film. From the first movie. Oh, and no. he is left home alone because his, his, his fathers <laughs> are gone. But Kevin... He has a taste for blood, uh-huh. and he has just become this deranged criminal. He's gotten into hard drugs. He's been to prison twice, and he has it in his mind that for some reason it's this kid's fault, right? Because he's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's not in touch he's, with reality. He, he He's not in touch with reality. So he tries to break into this kid's home 
whose name is Marvin. Marvin. Very similar to Kevin. Oh. And they'll bond over that later. <laughs> About and their names ending in I-N. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real Batman versus Superman oh, moment. Correct. <laughs> that is what gets so, them together in the end, right? Hey, our names right, end yeah. in N. Let's not fight. But be, before that happens, Marvin kicks Kevin's ass. Oh. You know, there's paint cans, there's there's toy cars, there's electrocuted doorknobs, all the, you know, all the things all the you homeworks. loved yeah. from the first movie, but more violent, more realistic. And, yeah. uh, and they actually hurt Kevin. Kevin is very injured by the end. And on his deathbed, that is when he and Marvin bond over having similar names. And so similar Kevin, origin stories. Kevin yeah. dies in four? No, he doesn't die, oh. but he's he's on his deathbed. So yeah, he's, res- I, I don't want to get into spoilers, but he's resurrected in the fifth one. I see. Okay. So the four takes us into Saw territory for a, a mm-hmm. little bit. Okay. Adam, tell me about five. Okay. Home Alone 5. It's coming out. It's going to come out. I'm going to say Q4 1999. Okay, Mm -hmm. Y2K panic is in the air, all right? Mm -hmm. So Marvin, who's left uh, home alone again because he's obviously been orphaned. Yeah. But he's he's put his life back together and Y2K happens. Oh, okay. So that's a complete shutdown of the electrical grid. Computer systems all over the world fail. And guess what happens? What? That means all the jails open up and out walks hardened criminal Kevin McAllister, who who has been put back together with, uh, you know, cyborg technology. This is Uh 1999. So a lot of techno fears in the air. Yeah. He's the one computer system that survives Y2K. Uh Uh-huh. And he goes and he's programmed for revenge. And that's that's going to be the 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 title, the subtitle of this one. Home Alone, Home Alone 5, Program for Revenge. For revenge. Exactly. Yeah. And so, then, um, yeah, what was your question? No, I was just going to, I'm trying to think. So we went into Saw for a moment. And now mm-hmm. now it's that thing uh, of that's like the Russell Crowe movie where he's a he's a murder robot. It's oh, what is that? What is I that forget movie? virtuosity, virtuality. Oh, virtuality. Okay, yeah. Uh, yes, it is that. And in order to sell this, yes, we're going to yes. do exactly okay. that. Okay. okay. It's Wait. a. It's it's virtual. It's virtual. And and guess we have to recast Kevin. So okay. it is a virtual uh, cyborg Russell Crowe. Might uh-huh. as well just get him. Yeah. Because he's hot in '99. Oh my God. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's Russell Crowe, old Kevin McAllister. The light, you know, Y two K happens. He does the ah and activates his computer powers. <laughs> oh and shit! Goes looking for the revenge, and uh, Marvin bests him again with slapstick hijinks. Uh, lots of electricity themed traps in this one. A lot of computer theme. A lot mm-hmm. of hacking. Really mm-hmm. quick hacking. That's a long movie. It, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. This series. one is, it's a long, yeah, this one's a little bit longer. People are hungry for two hour plus movies at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So Marvin is and, our hero. Yeah. Kevin's our sort of anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ends somehow. Okay. Um, number six, Anna, what, uh, what happens after Ugh. this Johnny Mnemonic lawnmower man? What? Uh, extravaganza in 1999 uh, 99 2000 as we head into the aughts 
What doesn't happen, well, Dave? Okay. Um, <laughs> so we're in like, uh, you know, um, this like new millennium, like Philip K. Dick sort of minority report era. So what happens is <laughs> Marvin uh, gets a job at the Precog Institute uh -huh. where he where he's tasked <laughs> with with hunting down criminals <laughs> before they commit their crimes. Uh-huh. It's a good next move for the character. Right. Obviously his his pair his two fathers were 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 criminals who were reformed. He you know, he's had a run in with, with a cyborg criminal. And he, he he's he's just been radicalized. He's he's like Superman in those versions of Superman where he's a, a fascist. So he's like hard on crime. Mm -hmm. Twist. The precog predicts that Marvin will commit a murder after he burglarizes a child's <laughs> home. Children can own homes. Children so. children can own homes in this in this feature. <laughs> So he has to now find out what could possibly lead him to commit a burglary slash murder of a child around eight or ten years old, <laughs> eight or eight or nine or ten years old. Okay. Okay, but Ooh. then so he but needs then. to he needs the help of Kevin the cyborg, who is now in a tank of of cyborg friendly liquid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he needs to release him from that tank. He needs to release him from that tank and ask him a bunch of questions. So then, so then it's like a Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, Clarice Starling sort of situation, yeah. um, where where Kevin is not the main villain of the movie. It's Kevin's mother. I was wondering when she was going to come back. Catherine O'Hara, yeah, from the original Home Alone series. Um, is also a cyborg, and she's trying to frame Marvin for for ruining her sweet boy's life. And then uh, the way it plays out is um, Marvin convinces her that she was actually a bad mother for leaving her son alone so often that he became this monster. She explodes herself. Oh. <laughs> and, Mar and Marvin is, is goes back to work as... Um, as a as a constable. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, I mean, an Oscar performance from Catherine O'Hara. Um, oh, absolutely! I can't believe there are three more of these films. Adam, oh goes on in seven. So seven. All right, Home Alone seven. This is around. I want to say mid two thousands, the mid aughts. Mm -hmm. Gritty reboot. Mm -hmm. Gritty reboot. Home mm -hmm. Alone six. Home Alone seven. 6. Seven. 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 Home Alone 7. Home Alone 7 is a period piece. Mm -hmm. We go back to the late 80s to see the origin story of the Wet Bandits, Harry and Marv. Different Very than smart. Marvin. Very Marvin smart. is named after his father, Marv. <laughs> Harry and Marv, they're just bandits. And they're trying to just get into the world of crime Guess who's involved? Their best friends are the McAllisters, the John Hurd and Catherine O'Hara characters in their late early 20s. They're just getting together, crazy kids in Chicago. And then uh, they all four of them try to rob the Sears Tower. 
Oh. <laughs> okay. And so it's like an escalating heist that they have to get up uh, higher and higher on the Sears Tower. <laughs> and... Um, uh, German terrorists have taken over the Sears Tower, uh-huh. and so the way that they deal with these uh, these German terrorists, a Gruber brother maybe is involved. We'll mm-hmm. see. And uh, spanning they the just cinematic use... universe, exactly. So we we see how uh, the the bandits take to um, all of this slapstick crime based stuff. The McAllisters need to be saved. It makes their bond even stronger. And then at the end of it, when they're all saved, the, the, the German terrorists have been, you know, flung out all the windows using like paint cans and, and toys, uh, you know, because there's like a there must be a toy company in the mm-hmm. Sears Tower somewhere. That's where a lot of the hijinks are going to be centered in that floor. Uh, so their bond becomes stronger. Sure. And they they go, you know what? We're going to name our fourth child Kevin in honor of Marvin. Marvin? <laughs> Marvin. Marv. But he goes, I'm going by Marv now. Clear oh. tribute. Anyway. So we, we went back in ways. time. We went back in time mm-hmm. briefly uh, mm-hmm. in, in the story and cinematically to the Die Hard era. Mm-hmm. Strong choices for number seven. Anna. Yes. It's strange that we're like in the mid-aughts now and there hasn't been an entry of the Home Alone franchise with like Freddie Prince Jr. in a bucket hat and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Monica yeah. Potter, a lot of, you know, misunderstandings that lead to love. Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook. But yeah. listen, yeah. I don't want to point you in any direction, but what happens in Home Alone 8? We meet Kavina, <laughs> a, a beautiful um, 20-something uh, blogger. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Who's unlucky in love, but uh, but really into taking down men. <laughs> She's been burned before, right, Anna? She's been burned Why before. Why is she so unlucky in love? She's so unlucky in love and well, loves it's probably, to hate I, men. I bet it's because she has her hair pulled back. Her hair is so tight. She goes to this neurologist for her migraines and they can't figure it out. Right. <laughs> um, and so she hates him too because he's a man. Uh-huh. And um, um, she, uh, as she's leaving the doctor's office, um, she uh, falls face first into a puddle. Uh-oh. And um, uh, who lifts her up other than... Kevin McAllister, a handsome Wall Street businessman. <laughs> he has okay. reformed himself. Yeah. He has. This is he this is a totally different Kevin. Um the Home Alone 8 rewrote history and so Kevin <laughs> never becomes a monster. There's multiple timelines. Instead he's a very handsome Ryan Gosling-esque um, very super talented jazz musician, dancer, Wall Street tycoon type, right? One of those. And he he makes a bet, a lighthearted bet, with his bestie Carolina, and she she bets him that he can't find a sad woman and make her happy. Uh, okay. It's a kind-hearted bet. Yeah. <laughs> His only goal is to make her happy for a day. Okay. Uh, there's no sex involved. There's no money exchange. Yeah. 
that's just his good deed for the for the evening. So he finds he finds Kavina, and he he lifts her up from the puddle, cleans her up, buys her a nice dress, and says, "Well, I hope you have a nice life, um, and I hope I've helped you in some way today. That's all I want to do." And he leaves. Okay. So she becomes obsessed with figuring out who this nice person was and writes an article asking the question, are there good men in this world? Oh boy, and everybody's reading that issue of the newspaper. Everybody. Talking about it on the train. The hot dog salesman outside is yeah. reading it. Oh yeah. The, 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 the actor on his way to Broadway practice is reading it. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the, town uh, is the, reading it. The, the, the cop is like doing traffic with one hand and reading it with the other. Everybody's got to read that article. The the times the Times Square ticker. Yeah. <laughs> There's two cars that crash into each other because <laughs> they're reading it, <laughs> and then they keep reading it. So Kevin Kevin sees the the you know the chaos that he's caused, and tries to go find Kavina, and 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 uh, say, look, I um. I uh, uh yes there are there are nice men in the world I'm one of them I've had a I've had a, a a wonderful life and I just I I was just being nice to you but I'm not interested in you romantically the end Oh wow okay so a little dark a little yeah. dark okay It's not dark No she she's oh. fine with it she's like oh, oh not not ever I don't have to objectify or or disparage every every male human that I come across Okay that's development sure yeah. All right, finally. It's not a strong movie. No. But no. it's not dark. You're not wrong. Um, the final entry in the Home Alone franchise, Home Alone 9, will Home Alone 9. be pitched by the both of you. Okay. Um, okay. You will have 90 seconds. Um, and we're going to do it improv 101 style, one word oh. at a time. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Are you ready for your level one show, you guys? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. There's seven <laughs> people in the audience. Okay. What's our Let's improv get out there. name? Uh, well, I mean, you tell me. That's a good question. We haven't Come had on. to think of an improv to uh, Left, uh, just, we're left-handed we're radio. Left-handed radio. Left-handed radio. Like podcast. All we're right. Left-handed radio. Home Alone Nine. First. Let me. I'm gonna set a timer. One. One word at a time. One word. You want to say the first time. word? Oh, what a good. Sure. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. Once. In. A. While. There's a hero who inspires generations of criminals. He is Kevin. He is back. He will fight for crime and Burglary. This is Christmas. Unlike any one ever has seen until now. 30 more seconds. Macaulay Culkin is back and ready to kill with Christmas. Kill with Christmas. Use Christmas as a weapon. 15 more seconds. December 2021. 
you will not believe what Christmas is like now. (laughs) (laughs) That was 90 seconds exactly. And it was more a promo. It was more a teaser than a pitch, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. You gave me. We're still working on the script. You gave me strong plot development. You gave me strong character development all throughout. Um, I'm going to award four points to you, Adam. Um, It it was great work. Um, You referenced the hot films of the time. I think that was a very smart uh, Mm -hmm. move. Um, Anna, you gave us a plucky blogger. 20 points to you. Wow. For being right on trend. With a plucky blogger. Zero, zero Unlucky points for Minority Report, but all well, I mean, the it's, that's for all factored in. I'm just saying, like, my top note was the was the blogger. Definitely. The precogs, yes, you. of course. It's in there. It's in there. It's 20 points. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to award. Okay. He's tallying the shit up. Here we go. Uh-oh. Kristen Duane. He's drawing hard. What? It's tied. It's, it's tied. a tie. It's tied. It's a tie. Impossible. You are equally strong at Troubled Waters and watching the way that you handled adversity together, watching the way that you fought and then came uh, came back together as a couple. You didn't go to bed angry. Uh, I think you're really going to go the distance, guys. You both win and so does your relationship. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank, Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Congratulations. Uh, okay. Uh, before we go, it's plug time. Plug what you're doing and then plug something someone else did so the world knows about it. Anna, we'll start with you. So we're left-handed radio. Yes. I think we could knock that one out together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. Um, we make podcasts and cartoons on our social medias at left-handed radio, lefthandedradio.com. Sometimes we twitch as cartoon characters. Fun. We try it all. Why not? Um, and I, I'd love to plug... Um, a podcast called Ruined with Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. Um, mm-hmm. Hallie's an old friend, and she ruins a horror movie each episode mm. for Allison, who's too terrified to watch the movies herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really fun, and they're both very funny. It's a well-produced show. I'm just a fan. I have nothing to do with it. Great. Good. See? Altruism. It feels good. Uh, Adam, how about you? Uh, I want to second the plug for left-handed radio. If you uh, love to listen to people goof on public radio shows, if you like sketch comedy, if you just like weird audio stuff that you can't hear on any other podcast, you should go to lefthandedradio.com or look it up in better podcast browsers near you. Mm -hmm. Um, And to plug something... um, that a friend of ours has done. Uh, our friend Bill Posley is currently crowdfunding a movie, a horror movie, um, with like I think it's an all-black cast uh, that he shot during pandemic for a shoestring budget. The movie's called Bitch Ass, mm. and uh, if you liked any of the <laughs> any of the talk about uh, Home Alone, it's kind of like a scarier Home Alone, '90s inspired as well. Uh, Bill's a fantastic talent and um, he's, a, he's just a great person. He's a great and person and we really would like to just get the word out about his movie. Go to Indiegogo.com and search for Bitch Ass. I great. think it's probably going to be the only uh, result for Bitch Ass. Who's um, to say? Who is to say? Uh, I should have done my research. But uh, more than likely, Bill Posley, Bitch Ass, 
go fund it before it becomes a big hit around the world. Hell yeah. Adam Bozarth, Anna Rubinova, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Adam Bozarth, make a noise. Hi, how are you? Hey, Anna Rubinova. Our theme music is USA vs. White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. And we look forward to hugging you. Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.